Okay, we're doing Daf uh, Yud Beis, and we went over yesterday how there's a dispute between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua about when the world was created. Rabbi Lezer holds the world was created in uh, Tishrei, and Rabbi Yeshua holds the world was created in Nisan. And we saw that based upon this, it's also Nafkimina, the derivative of that dispute is when exactly the Mabal occurs, because the Mabal is happening uh, in the 600th year of, of Noah's life, and then it ends in the 601st year of Noah's life, and we're assuming that the years of Noah's life, it's not the anniversary of the day that he was born, like the way that we calculate birthdays, but rather based upon the anniversary of the creation of man. So like Rabbi Yehazar, the years are going to switch in Tishrei. Like Rabbi Yeshua, the years are going to switch in Nisan. So like Rabbi Yehazar, and then the Torah says, Bashani. So like Rabbi, like Rabbi Yehazar, that means the Mabal began in Marachashon. Like Rabbi Yeshua, that means that the Mabal began in Ir. That was the basic, uh, the basic setup. Now, just to get a little bit more of a point, we said yesterday that it seems that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought the Mabal to the world through using Kima. The Kima is the tail of the constellation. Now this, look, there are 12 different constellations, but it's the, it's the, the tail of the ram, of the tle. And the tle is the mazel of um, Nisan. And when we say that, you know, you know like each, each month has its, its horoscope, each one to have it, they, all of them are going to be seen and are visible throughout the sky at some point during the day. Every 24 hours, there's going to be two hours when each one is highlighted across right against the eastern horizon. But it means that the, the mazel of the month is that the first two hours of the day, that's when it's like at its greatest strength. The first two hours, that's what will appear right there on the eastern horizon. So when we say that the, the mazel of Nisan is the tle, what we mean is that during the first two hours of the day, during Nisan, that's what, that's what will be visible at that point. But let's say if you go to the next month, uh, the, 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 it's our, at the first two hours during the day, it's already past that. It's already moved forward. It's already gone from that point. So that's, uh, that's an important point. So Akadosh Baruch Hu, it seems like evidently needs the kima the way it is that he takes the stars out of the kima. So according to Rabbi Yeshua, there had to be, the Gemara spoke out, there had to be a tremendous change in the Mice of Beratius because this is Iyar. In the time of Iyar, the, the kima is not at its strength at all. Kima during the first two hours of the day is already past Right at that point of the eastern horizon, it's already moved ahead. Now it's the bull's time, right? It's the mazel of the, of the bulls during ER. And that's what's prominently displayed on the, during the first two hours of the day on the eastern horizon. And the, the tail, the tle, is already moved forward. So HaKadosh Baruch had to make a big switch and make sure that, uh, that, that he was going to have Kima rise in the first two hours of the day, according to Rabbi Yeshua. Because otherwise, when, when actually is it, when is it uh, appearing like it's on the rise? Well, the last two hours of the night, it would be right there on the eastern horizon, but that's nighttime. It doesn't have strength. And after that, it's just descending. It's already moved forward. However, the Gemara points out that uh, according to Rabbi Eliezer, it's very different because according to Rabbi Eliezer, we have to jump forward six months. And if we're jumping forward six months, then the way it's going to work is that it's the, the month of um, Cheshvan is actually the scorpion is the one that's, uh, that's its, that's its mazel, the Scorpio. That's what rises in the first two hours of the day. And at that point, yeah, the tle is far away. It's still on, it's like on the other side of the wheel down below. But by the time you get to the last two hours of the day, the tle is going to rise during Cheshvan. The last two hours of the day, you will find the tle in the right prominently displayed on the eastern horizon. So during ER, you'll never find during the daytime the tle displayed on the eastern horizon. But during Cheshvan, you will. So according to Rabbi Eliezer, and this is the point we're going to shift to today, there was less of a miracle which was necessary to do. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs, it seems like this is the premise, he needs to bring the Mabel by taking out the stars from Kima, and he needs to do that at a time during the day when the Kima is right prominently displayed on the eastern horizon. 
those, assuming that prom, those premises to be true, so like Rabbi Shua, you got to have a huge chino in the Maisa Barishas, because there is no time during the day when, in, during the time of year, when the tle is displayed on the eastern horizon in daylight. So HaKadosh Baruch got to make a huge chino. But according to Rabbi Eliezer, that it takes place in Cheshvan, the last two hours of the day, that's precisely what it is, the last two hours of the day, the tle is prominently displayed for two hours' time, the last two hours of the day, on the eastern horizon, and during that time, the marble could occur. That's what it seems like the science would tell us, and now that's what the Gemara jumps into. The Gemara is going to get to it in a minute first, but first we just want to address another issue. The Pasuk says that the marble happens again in the 600th year in the second month. So the Gemara says, Bishlam of the Rebbe Yushua, and we are starting from four lines down. And Yud Beis Medal, Bishlam of the Rebbe Yushua, all is good according to Rebbe Yushua. That's why the Torah could say the second month. You know why it's great? Because it, 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 we're talking about ER, and we learned, remember, what did we learn on Dav Zayin and Dav Ches? That the months of the year, everybody agrees, are calculated from Nisan, right? Nisan is the first month, ER is the second month. Even if you hold like Rebbe Lezer, again, hard point here. Even like Rebbe Lezer, that the world was created in Tishrei. The anniversary of man is Tishrei. The world is judged in Tishrei. All of Tishrei being the emphasis, but the months of the year are always going to be counted from Nisan. Got to get that clear. That's for sure true. Maybe to get a Yusuf from the Ramban to understand it will make it better, easier to remember. The Ramban tells us that the reason why that's true is that the Yusuf is once Kla Yisrael were taken out of Mitzrayim, we identify more with the Exodus than the creation of the world. Very important thing. As Jewish people, we view our beginnings, the Rishis, the Rishon, as with Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So that's a Rishon, when did we get that mitzvah? Right on the brink of the Exodus. The point is at that point, in the identity and the formation of this new nation, you're now going to see your Rishis as coming from Nisan. We're not going to care as much as the history and the creation of the base of the world being created in Tishrei. We're going to identify with the months being from Nisan. So that's unanimously accepted. Again, Rishon, Lachem, Lachem, so if the Torah says that the Mabu begins in the second month, clearly that means that it was Iyar. So that's great according to Rabbi Yeshua who says that it took place in Iyar. Elu Rabbi Lazar, Majeni, what do we mean in the second month? Mar is not the second month. Mar is the eighth month. And the Gemara's point is that even if we go, the Tishrei is the month when the man was created and when we count the years of creation and the 600th year will turn at not Nisan, but Tishrei, even if we make that argument, but the second month is clearly Iyar, not Mar so the Gemara says, you know what the Torah means in the second month? It doesn't mean in the second month of the year. It doesn't say in the second of the year. It didn't say in the Pasuk. It means Sheni Ladin, the second of judgment. What does it mean second in judgment? The, ju- the world was judged that it was going to get the Mabel. When was that judgment determined? On Rosh Hashanah. Because everything which will occur during the year was predetermined in judgment on Rosh Hashanah. We learned that we learned that that's a reference to the Mishpat which takes place in Tishrei. So it means that it was the second month since the judgment was determined to have the Mabal. So usually when it says in the Torah there was this month, whatever number it is, we intuitively assume it means for the months of the year, meaning Nisan is one, year is two. But here when it says it was in the second month, it doesn't mean in the second month of the year. It means it was in the second month from the determination of judgment that, that, that there was going to be a Mabal. So everybody agrees it was in the 600th year in the second month. That's the language of the Pasuk. Well, what does that mean? Like Rabbi Yeshua means it was in the 600th year. The year switched at Nisan. In the second month means it was an year. That's more Kipshuto. Whereas according to Rabbi Eliezer, we are forced to say it was in the 600th year which occurred. The switch in Noah's life occurred at Tishrei. In the second month since the judgment was determined in Mar Cheshvan, that is when the Mabal began. That's the point which the Gemara is making here. Okay. Now, 
Both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua made a point of saying that to bring out the Mabel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to be Mishan of the Maisa Bereshis. He had to switch something about the science in order to do it. So now the Gemara says, Bishlam of the Rabbi Yeshua, this is what we started off with in the introduction today. Now I understand what HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to switch to make sure that Kima rose in the two hours of the Eastern Horizon during the day. Because normally, during the time of, of ER, Kima will never be present during daylight time on the eastern horizon. When the day begins, it's, always ab- it's already above that. It's already moved forward. And then it's already traveling around and around. And during the time it gets on the eastern horizon is the last two hours of the night. So there's no time when Kima is there, is positioned in the place of the sky where HaKadosh Baruch Hu can bring the Mabel during the day. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to be Mishana it. He had to switch everything. Um, and that's what the, the bride was referencing. Elo, the Rebbe Lazar, my Shina. What does it mean that a Kaddish Baruch Hu Mishan and the Maisa Bereshis? Kima comes up during the daytime of the time of Marchesh, the last two hours of the day. You will see Kima during the last two hours of the day. It will be right there on the strength in its strength of the Eastern Horizon. So let a Kaddish Baruch Hu be Mishan and the Maisa Bereshis. Why did a Kaddish Baruch Hu have to be Mishan and the Maisa Bereshis? And another point which the Gemara is alluding to is the point about the level of the fountains that are under the earth, right? The level of the fountains during the earth, during the time of of uh, Nisan and Iyar, so they're deplete, right? It's not the rainy season. It's not raining. So we understand that's there. So we understand what it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to, you know, make sure that they were full of water. But again, if it's during Marcheshron, what, what, what do we need to switch? Marcheshron is the time when it's raining. It is the time when the fountains are full. So those are really two points which the Gemara is bothered by. It seems that HaKadosh Baruch we mentioned in the Bride so that Hashem had to be Mishan of the Maisa Bereshis to bring about the Mabal. In Rabbi Yeshua, we get that. There's two points here. The, the water level has to be increased. It's really in the time of ER. And second of all, the kima during the day is a switch. But both of those points, according to Rabbi Lezer, shouldn't be necessary. It's cheshvan. Both of those points are naturally taken care of. So the Gemara explains, you're right. The Shinoi B'mayis B'reshus is coming from a different idea. It's coming to tell me that the rain was hot. There was something hot that they sinned with. What is that? The zera. The, the, the seed which they were either wasting or applying wrongly, not using for the right t- thing, they were using corruption. There was corruption with the hot zera. Therefore, the boiling water, they were punished, meaning that the mabel created this heat. It wasn't just water. It wasn't just flooding. It was heat. It was a very intense type of heat in the water. That's the, all, all the corruption and sins that they said with their zera. And therefore, they were judged with the boiling water. How do we see that? that there was hot water. Where do we see that? At the end of the flood, it says vayashoku. So pshuta, what does vayashoku mean? That the water's calmed. You know, like they 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 they, they got lower. You know, like the way you would translate it when you were teaching. It. But what 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 do we reference it to? It says shachacha. So that's in the context with Achashverosh, uh, right? That he, his mind was put to. So how do I say it with anger? Anger is cooled down. Anger is red. It gets boiled. It gets hot. The idea is that it cools down. So just over there, Shachacha, it's the same root. So to here means that the water cooled down. So we see that, that during the time of the Mabal, the water was boiling hot. So that's what, we, that's what we're referencing, that there was a Shinoi B'maisa Bereshis. We're referencing not that Hashem had to bring up the Kima Bayom. And we're not referencing um, that, 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 that the water level was higher. Those things would have naturally been that way during Cheshvan. But what we mean is that there had to be heat in the water. Okay, now the Gemara concludes. The Chachmisro count the years of the flood according to Rabbi Lazar. What does that mean? They count the years of the flood. We're busy counting the years of the flood. It means the, the birthday of man, the creation of the world. Because again, they're Talia Baha, the Gemara explains, right? That if the world was created in Tishrei, then the 600th year of Noah will come from Tishrei. So that basically means the Chachmisro are paskining here that the world was created when? 
in in um, in, in Tishrei, like Rabbi Eliezer. But the seasons, we count like Rabbi Yeshua. Isn't that interesting? The seasons, we count like Rabbi Yeshua. Even though the seasons, what does that mean, the seasons? All the, the astro- astrological calculations that we make, you know, for Berkas HaChama and this and that. When, when did the sun first go into orbit and how many years later is it cycle? Vachule, vachule. We're counting like uh, Rabbi Yeshua as if, it, uh, as if it happened from Nisan. So obviously that's a very hard thing. In the date of creation, we're go- in the date of creation, in this thing, it seems like we're 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 going we're going like like Rabbi Yeshua. So in a certain way, there almost seems to be a paradox in this. How can how can you do this both way? All right. Obviously, we're saying like Rabbi Yeshua, the Nisan of the world was created. If we're saying the Tukufa is going from Nisan, so how is it that we're counting the years from Noah? How do we do that? So Tosus is very bothered by this. It's a, it's a contradiction, basically. That's the point. If all, all of your calculations with the sun and the seasons are based on Nisan, that means the world was created in Nisan. If the world was created in Nisan, that means the, the anniversary of man's birth is Nisan. So why are you calculating the years of Noah from Tishrei? So Tishrei says an interesting thing. Since Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment, right? It's the year and then we're going to begin the new year and we look at it that way. So we just like automatically shifted the way we calculate people's years to Tishrei. Not because the world was created in Tishrei. We actually walk out that the world was created in Nisan. All right, the seasons are from there. But since Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment, so it became a nice, more like uniform way of calculating the new year. So if we perceive it as being the new year, so we calculate the change in, in somebody's years based upon Tishrei. So fascinating. According to Taisus, the Eker Achra, the Gemara, is that the Chachma Yisrael are poskening that the world was created in Nisa. So that's the big Shiloh. Very good. I literally, it was literally in my Shabbat Shuvah Joshua this year. That the Hayom HaRasaylam. What's Shabbat in Hayom HaRasaylam? Oh, whole Indian. It's a good Shiloh. What's with that Yomar Asai? Kutukuba means seasons, but not necessarily when the world was created. Good, in but other words, we go by the first, like you said before, the first e- month is e- Nisan, according to the Torah. E- yes. That doesn't mean that's when the world was created. Yes, but no. Because what is the meaning of seasons? So we showed him explained, what, what does it mean, the seasons? It doesn't mean months of the year. Seasons means the cheshbin in astrology of what it means that the sun had, I don't, don't ask me what this means, but that the sun is a certain amount of time and unit and, and the way its orbit works and the determination of seasons. Like for example, you know Bercha Sachama is like every 28 and something years. You know who makes that cheshman? Some genius who knows all the astrology. But that guy has to know first when the, the sun was first put in orbit. And that is determined based upon Nisan. So that's determined, that's what Tyson is coming off. That means that we're passing in Nisan Nivriya Allah. That's very hard. So then why are we saying for Shanim over here for the, for the year's birthday, we're going, we're going after Tishrei. That's what Tyson is struggling. They don't perceive it that way. They just go in the science, right? So for them, very gishmak. If the world was created in and the world was created in Israel. Okay. So therefore, in other words, even for the years of life, they're going to calculate based upon Rabbi Yeshua. Continues the Gemara Lirakos. What else did we say? Rosh Hashanah is also, Rosh Hashanah, when I say the first of Tishrei, is the new year for Yerakos, for vegetables. So again, what's the Indian year for vegetables? So again, Miser, you have different years. And it's very important to determine what year it's subject to. First of all, there are different tithes in different years. One, two, four, and five are Miser Shani, three and six are Miser Ani. That's one point. And number two is that you can't take off Miser of produce from one year to exempt for the next year. You have to like take it all the pile, all from the same year. You can't mix and match. So what's the cutoff date? By Yerakos, we go when it was picked. So the things that are picked before Rosh Hashanah and things that are picked after Rosh Hashanah are totally separate. That's the Pashup Shad here. So now the Brisa adds down nearly Yerakos, the Maestros, and Nidarim. The first of Tishrei is the first year for vegetables, for Maestros, and for Nidarim. 
So we're going to analyze. Look, the Gemara, what is the Yerakos Mainio? It means Meiser Yerak, right? For the, for the tithe, for the Meisers that we take from a vegetable. Like I explained, that if you would pick a vegetable before Rosh Hashanah, it would be subject to one year, as if you pick it after Rosh Hashanah, after the first of Tishrei, it's subject to the next year. So, Hainu Meisers, that is Meisers. The price lists two things. It's the Rosh Hashanah for vegetables and for Meisers. What does that mean? That is the same thing. So the Gemara explains, Tana First, it said the Darabonah. Yurakos, remember, this is an important rule. You don't have to take off maizros from vegetables on a deraisa level. You know what you have to take off from? Dagon, tirosh, v'yitzar. Right? Well, grapes, grape, I mean, wine, oil, and grain. So those are the three things which require deraisa to take off from. The Rambam sheet does that, maybe all fruits. But al Kaponim, everybody agrees that vegetables are only midrabonon, and mechuliv and maizros. So first we said the dindarabona. Yoraku is the dindarabona and that you, whatever you were picked in one year shouldn't, is different than what was picked after the next year and that the cutoff date is Rosh Hashanah. And then when we said lamaisers, we mean the daraisa, meaning law, grain that grew in one year is different than grain that grew in another year. By the way, we're going to learn about this. This is very complicated. This is real deep Rosh Hashanah. Grain, even though we're saying the cutoff date is the first of Rosh Hashanah, but it's not determined based upon when it's cut, when it's reaped. With grain, it's determined based upon when it was higia shlish, when it reached a third of its growth. So whatever reached a third of its maturity, maturity growth before Rosh Hashanah, it shot to the past year. Whatever it reached a third of its growth after Rosh Hashanah, it shot to the next year. By vegetables, we're saying it depends not on when it reached a third of its growth, but rather when it became ready right by the picking, when it was picked. We'll have to see when we learn further, why, why are they different? I mean, I understand one's our rice and one's our and Why is grain based upon a third of growth? And they both have the same cutoff date of Rosh Hashanah. But by grain, the determination is what was a third in its growth before Rosh Hashanah and what was a third in its growth after Rosh Hashanah. By Yerakos, the determining factor is when it was picked. We'll get into that a little bit later, maybe tomorrow. So the Gemara asks, let's say Darais Rasha. should have said the Darais first. It said Yerakos, Ula Maestros. We're saying Yerakos is the Darabonon, Maestros is the Darais. Shouldn't we start with the biblical thing? So Gemara says, no. The style is, I did Chaviva Le'atma. We love the Rabbonans. Why do we love the Rabbonans? Because we invent them, right? Meaning the, 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 the Tana is the one who is Machadish Ledinim. So for him, a Rabbonan is more Chaviv. So he speaks about the Rabbonan and then he only moves to the Torah So our Mishnah didn't mention both. Our Mishnah didn't say both vegetables and Maizras. The Brayza did. Why didn't our Mishnah say both? If I say Yerakos, Koshikin, you can infer the Rosh Hashanah or the Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is the cutoff for Darayza. So we just mentioned Yerakos. And then it was self-understood, Koshikin and Darayza. It didn't have to speak out Lemaisers. Says the Gemara, what it, still, the, the language of the Brayza is difficult. The listening Ma'aser. It should have said Ma'aser in the singular. Why is it saying Ma'asros? Right? We already said Yerakos. We're saying, then we're adding Maisers. So that's a reference to the grain. So grain is, should be in the singular, Ma'aser. So the Mark explains, because referencing two different types of miser. Miser of the dugun, of the grain, of the tie that you give to the levy. And then in addition, we're also referencing miser behemoth. Remember, of all the animals that are born, you also can only separate, separate you know, one of ten for each ones that are born in each year. So again, what's the determining factor? What is the year? So we had as a dispute if it was the first of El or the first of Tishrei. You might remember from back a few dabim ago. So now our, the Brayza holds that it's the first of Tishrei. So it said Ma'asros is the first of Tishrei. Both Maiser Dagon and Maiser Behemoth. And it makes sense. Remember the Gemara before, that was Gufa the Makar. The Makar that Maiser Behemoth was the first of Tishrei is because the Torah said Aser to Aser, a double language. And we made an analogy between, we compare Maiser Dagon to Maiser Behemoth and we teach us as Maiser Dagon is first of Tishrei. So to the Maiser Behemoth is the first of Tishrei. Says the Gemara, listening Yerek, why doesn't it just say vegetable? Why does it mean vegetables in the plural? So the Gemara explains, because Trey Gavna Yerek. There are two different types of Yerek. Did not, we learned in a Mishnah, 
Let's say I have a vegetable that's usually bundled, meaning it seems that some vegetables you don't sell like individually or like just randomly stuck in a bucket. The way it was sold in the market was in a bundle. You know, you see that sometimes. I don't know. Let me just maybe shut my mouth before I make a fool of myself. There are certain vegetables that you buy in a bundle. You want to give me an example? Asparagus. It's funny. I was almost about to say that. Okay. Now I feel so Okay. Very good. You buy them like a bunch together and like they're wrapped together. That was going to be my example, but very good. I think I'm like, wait a second, maybe they have stocks. I don't know what's going on. Are they connected? I don't know. I'll go fun in. There are certain vegetables that are bundled together. So the ones that are bundled together, that's when it's called that, that it, its process is completed. And at that time, you're not allowed to eat from before you, you're not allowed to even snack on it before you take off misers. Remember, when does something become teva? Once it's completely processed. While it's still in the middle of being processed, you're still allowed to snack from it before you take off misers. So when a vegetable that's usually bundled together, so before the bundle was made, it's not fully processed yet. It's not ready for market. So it's not yet ready for market. You're still allowed to snack. Mishain on that guy, but if it's like vegetable, it's not usually bundled. So then Mishimal is like, it's just some, as soon as you fill a cle, you have like a, you're collecting them together. So as soon as you fill a bucket of them, that's considered the end of the processing and you can't eat. So, there, so we see there are different types of vegetables, meaning the, the Bryce is referencing that even though we keep on saying vegetables and the, the cutoff date for their chiyuv is, is Rosh Hashanah Tishrei, but Lamais, there are different types of vegetables, different types in the sense that not all of them are res- the restrictions from eating on them before Maaser will kick in at the same time. Does that have anything to do with what we're learning? No, but it's just tangential. We just say Maas Rose to realize that not all vegetables are created equal in the laws of Maaser. Didn't we say it's it's So that's in addition. There's two factors, exactly. There's two factors that are involved. Let me learn this from Beitza. You have two things. It's number one, that it's brought inside, and number two, that it's fully processed. If you don't have both, then you can still snack. Says the Gemara, now we talk more about these, the consequences of the Rosh Hashanah here. Tan Rabbanu, Likit Erev, Likit Yerek, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Ashlo Tav Hashem. Somebody pitched a, picked a vegetable, Erev Rosh Hashanah, right before sundown. Right? So it's ripe, it's, it's, it's gonna, he's, he's getting it in before the cutoff. Then he picked another vegetable, Mishutav Hashem, after the sun went down. Now obviously it's also, right? You're not allowed to pick vegetables on Rosh Hashanah. So this says it means that Goy did it. You can't take off Truma and Maisar from one onto the other, meaning I can't take a double portion from one to exempt the other. I can't take off Truma and Maisar from a new crop to pot to the older, from an old crop to pot to the new. Right? Each year's crop has to be tied internally from its own year. You can't exempt from one year onto the next. So even though it's they were two minutes apart, one was before sundown, one was after the sundown, but they're, they're, different, they're different years. So if they're different years, and then that's the halacha, in tarmina asr mizelzeh. Another nafkimina, if it occurs, it was in the second year of the Shemitah cycle, but after Rosh Hashanah, it's going to enter into the third. So meaning, right, there are seven-year cycles, the seventh year of Shemitah, so one, two, four, and five are subject to Maitre Shani, meaning every year you take off Maitre Rishon and you give a tenth to the lady. But then there's a second tithe. So Maitre Shani, which is that you eat it in Yerushalayim, the second tithe, a tenth of it. So that's in years one, two, four, and five. So as three and six is Maitre Rani, you give another tenth to the poor. So here was the year two, but it was switching into year three. So Shniya Maitre Rishon or Maitre Shani. So the vegetable which was picked right before Rosh Hashanah is Chayv and Maitre Rishon and Maitre Shani. Shlishis and the vegetable that was picked right after Rosh Hashanah began is Maitre Rishon or Maitre Ani. So how do we know this? In other words, when we say, how do we know this? What do we want to know? What we want to know is the whole Indian over here that, 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 that Maitre Rishon is given every single year. Maitre Shani is given one, two, four, and five. And Maitre Ani is in three and six. How do we know all those facts? If you look in the Torah, actually, it's really not explicit. So what we get is, a pasuk which says, So what do we have? The pasuk says, 
when you finish tithing all of your tithe, right? In the year of the miser, which is the third year. So the Pasuk in context is talking about the law of beer. The law of beer is that uh, every three years, there's a din you have to like take like, you know, a spiritual inventory stock, make sure all you did everything right, you did all the mitzvahs correctly, then you make a vidwe and you declare that you did everything correctly, parshas kisavo over here. But the Torah here is identifying that this every, three, every third year, meaning year three and year six, it's saying, we're saying over here that it's shinas hamaaser. It's the year of the maaser. So what does that mean? It's the year of the maaser. Shana she'in ba'al ha'maaser achad. It's only going to have one of the two. Meaning, if I have maaser rishon and maaser sheni, which usually apply most years, consider it like this. Except for every third year, you have two maasers. What are the two maasers? Maaser rishon and maaser sheni. Right? You take off a tenth and give to Levi. You take off another tenth and you eat in your shalim. Every, every, every year you have two. During the third year, you're only going to have one of those two. You're only going to have either Maiser Rishon or Maiser Shani, but not both. Hakezad, which one is it? It must mean that it's only Maiser Rishon and in addition Maiser Ani. And how do we know Maiser Ani, by the way? Because the Torah says that you give it to the poor. Right? It says, So we know you're going to give it to the poor. We know there's Maiser Ani in the third year. But I know that the, the, the year three is only going to have one of the Maisers that the, year normal, that the normal years have. It's an interesting drasha. I know there's Maiser Ani in year three and year six because the Torah says, and you would give it to the poor. It says, So clearly you're giving it to the poor. The Torah also says, So we're expounding that means you're also going to have one of the two Maisers that you normally have. You normally have both Maiser Rishon and Maiser Shani. In year three and year six, in addition to your Maiser Ani, you're going to have one of the two Maisers that are usual. That means I'm going to have to pick between Maiser Rishon and Maiser Shani. Which one do we pick? Maiser Rishon. So Haketan, Maiser Rishon, and Maiser Ani. You end up with Maiser Rishon and Maiser Ani. Maiser Shani, you bottle. During the third and sixth year, you're not going to have Maiser Shani at all. It's just canceled. Okay. Why, now. Why does Mark know from the, it says the specifically, Oh, what a great question. So hold yeah. off, and your question is going to be even better. That's a great question. I, I, and I, Bedafka, you know, put the wool over our eyes. I didn't, I didn't say that part of us. It says first, but he's right. It says, Sounds very clear. You give it to the Levi and the poor. Sounds pretty explicit. So we'll get to your question in a second. But look how bad it becomes, you know. Says the Gemara. So what are we saying now? That, that the Torah says in the third year, you, when you give to the poor, it's Shinat Sambasar. We're interpreting Shinat Sambasar means the year that is only one of the year, only one of the Maisers that is normally given. Only either Maiser Rishon or Maiser Shani, and we're picking Maiser Rishon as the winner. Maiser Shani gets knocked out. Oh, ain't no. How do you know that's true? Maybe Maybe there's no Maiser Rishon. Meaning, maybe the Pasuk is saying it's the year of the Maiser that there's only Maiser on. Every other Maiser is knocked off. Every other year you have two of Maiser Rishon or Maiser Shani. And during year three, three and six, you only have Maiser Ani. Now, what's going on? The Pasuk says you give it to the Levi. How can that be? How can the Gemara even entertain the possibility? Zok Rashi, maybe it means you give it to a poor Levi. Which is Mechodesh, because then why are you sending out the Levi? So the Gemara is questioning here that maybe in the year three and year six, there is no, there's no double Maiser at all. There's only Maiser Ani. How do I know that there's certainly Maiser Rishon every year? You should speak to the The Torah here is telling us, it's talking about the din of Trumas Maiser. That the Levium take their Maiser and they give a little portion of it to the Kayin. And the Pasuk here, when it's talking about the Levium getting the Maiser, the Torah says it's their inheritance. It's their Nachala. Meaning instead, in lieu of getting an actual portion in Israel, the Levium are receiving the Maiser. 
So a kishu akatz of the nachal. The Torah is comparing the ma'aser to, to to inheritance. What's the point of this connection? Ma nachla in the Just as there's no interruption at all. There's no hefsek in inheritance. Meaning what? Meaning it, 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 it's always going to go to somebody, right? It's always going to find someone. There's no way it gets stuck. There's always some relative. So Maiserishon has no interruption. There's always going to find the lady. Meaning no matter what year it is, there's always going to be Maiserishon going to the lady. So that's for sure that that's going to continue. There's always Maiserishon. So when the Torah said at the third and sixth year, it didn't mean to knock off Maiserishon as well. It can only mean to knock off Maiser Shani. Now the Gemara brings another bride which basically echoes the same idea. It says in the Pasuk, in the year when you finish tithing, it's which teaches us that the year three and year six is a year that there's only one of the two Maishas that normally apply. Which one applies and which one does not? It's Maishar Rishon and Maishar Ani. We have Maishar Rishon in addition to the regular Maishar Ani. Maishar Shani during year three and year six, there's a cancellation to Maishar Shani. I would say, like we questioned before, that maybe Maishar Rishon should also go away. And Shnasa means only Maishar Ani. The Pasuk says, the Levi will come. Um, the Pasuk here, this is from Parshas Re'eh. Uva Levi, it says, and he will take. So, so, so what does that mean, Uva Levi, and the Levi will come? The reason it's saying Uva Levi means, if a Levi knocks, he'll give it to him. Meaning to say that he gets every year. What year is my Sershani? One, two, four, five. So, and, way we, so and again, we know that. Two, here's one and two. You have three. Meisers, you have Meiser, you have Truma, you have Meiser Rishon, and you have Meiser Shane. Correct. So our Pesach said only one of the two we were darshaning. How do we know to Truma. not have Truma well, and not Meiser Shane? Well, I, I think the key is, Truma is not called a Meiser. Uh-huh. Truma is not a tenth. Meiser means a tenth. Uh-huh. Truma is not, when we're saying Shana's a Meiser, that's like, Truma is not, it's not part of the discussion because it's not a tenth. Truma in Lashir. Um, and, then, and then what we're saying is between the tenth that we give, we have a Maiser Rishon that we give to Levi, Maiser Shin, we take up to Rishon. Uh-huh. And then Maiser Ani is another, the tenth that we're on. So Rabbi Yehuda is dashing the way that we know Maiser Rishon is always there is because it says, Uva Levi, whenever the Levi comes. And then Rabbi Lezer, Ben Yaakov Omer, the drasha that we mentioned before. Ain't no tzarach, you don't have to make a new drasha from Parshas or Uva Halevi to teach us that Maiser Rishon is every year. The Pasuk says that the, the Levium taking their Miser is like somebody taking inheritance. The Torah is comparing the Miser region to inheritance. Justice is never interrupted with inheritance. Inheritance always finds an owner. So that was exactly what we mentioned before. Now we see in a Brisa mentioned by Rabbi and Yaakov. So bottom line is, you know, some of these like, facts that everybody knows my Sarishon is every year. My Sarishon is one, two, four, and five. And my Sarani is three and six. Say, so how do you know that that's true? The idea is you got to look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk in Parshat Yisabu is saying every, three, every, year, every year three and year six is my Sarani. And the Torah also says that it's Shnas Hama Aser, the year of the Maiser. We know that doesn't mean to knock off the, the Levian from getting my Sarishon because the Levian are like Nachal. So what does Shnas Hama Aser mean? It means to knock off that during, Maiser, that during the year three and year six, there's a cancellation of my Sarshani. Um, so now, now just to understand, now it's important. Somebody was picking the vegetable right before Rosh Hashanah. So, oh, was it from year two? Was it year three? So if it's before Rosh Hashanah, it's year two. If it's after Rosh Hashanah, it's year three. That's very important because we have to know, again, what in the world are you doing with the tithe? Are you taking it up to Yerushalayim and eating it there? Or are you giving it to poor people, just distributing it? What are you doing? So that's why it's important to know uh, the cutoff date. Continues the Gemara Linadarim. We said the price I had mentioned that the first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for vows. What does that mean? Tanur Rabbanan, we saw in the price, Rahmodar, and Mechabe Hashanah. 
Somebody, this is like a common theme in the Dharma. Someone's mother on up and he gets into a big fight with his friend. He says, I vow I have, and I have no benefit from you. Right? It's like the way of saying, I have nothing to do with you. So he's a, he, he, it's, a binding, it's a binding declaration. So he took a vow he's not going to benefit from his friend for one year. So that's you count 12 months from day to day. In other words, if, if you said, Lashana, then it's a whole year. If he said for this year, so then he's working with when the year is changing. So then, even if he only made, he made this thing on the 29th of El, meaning he's only going to have one day for his vow that actually will be practical. As soon as one day passes and it's the first of Tishrei, also Lashana counted as if it was a year and the vow comes to an end because he said this year. So when this year ended, right? It's 5, 7, 8, 2. Oh, it's already going to be the switch. And the Gemara clarifies. Hope you remember that from a couple days ago, that painful experience about that Yes, If it's one day a year that's counted as a year, or you need 30 days to be counted as a year. Remember, we had that dispute in regard for, for, for if the Torah said that a par is a, is a three-year-old. So what is a three-year-old animal? Is it 24 months in one day, or is it 24 months in 30 days? We had a dispute in two days ago. So even according to the opinion, love Rebbe loves it, that Yom HaKadoshana is not a year. That's in, in other cases, but here, the person is just, you know, he, he's just, the point is, he just wants to prove a point, then I'll stay away from you, right? So it's darling, he accepted the discomfort upon himself, as long, even if it lasted for just a short duration of, of time, we still assume that he only meant it to be until Rosh, Rosh Hashanah Tishrei. And it, it, this is what's interesting, is that by Nadarim, again, it's really based upon what we assume the intent of the words are. We're trying to understand what the person means to express. What do you mean when you say for this year? So therefore, we say litzure that it means it's trying to express that you just want this a little bit of discomfort and once it comes from Shkodesh Tishrei, you're good to go. Frakti Gemarve, How do you know what people mean, right? What people mean for this year, maybe they, they think of the Rosh Hashanah as Tishrei, as Nisan. So the Gemara says, it's just what people mean. And we take a poll, we know what society means when people say for this year, they mean for, they mean for, um, for the people mean the first of Tishrei. I think it makes sense because, you know, we said that the Chachem Yisrael Paskin, right, that, that we count the years of people, and we, like what we do, 5782, 5783, right, we calculate based upon uh, Tishrei, even though the world was created in Nisan. So it probably makes sense. So that's what people refer to it. This year will be over. We mean, we don't think of it as Nisan, we think of it maybe instead as Tishrei. Okay, so we mentioned that for vegetables, for the year for vegetables is with Tishrei. So now the Gemara wants to know what point during the growth of a certain a plant is it assigned to a year. So again, it gets complicated because we're going to learn a lot of different things. So I'm, I, again, we'll learn most of it about it tomorrow's off and the day afterwards. But again, by grain, it's determined upon when once it grows a third. And it growing a third is like, it's ripe, it's ripe, it's ready. Is it fully developed? No, but a third of its growth, that's like the ichor. And the third of its growth, that's what it is. By vegetables, we say, no, it's not just when it is. We actually say it's when it's, it's, it's particularly picked. It's when it's picked off the ground. And we'll have to see why that's true. But now the Gemara gets into very specific things about understanding when the third of their growth comes. So Tanan Asun, we learned in a Mishnah. Very specific details. Ha-tilton. Tilton is fenugreek. Misha titzmach. It's a sign to the year from when it sprouts. What does that mean from when it sprouts? We're going to see that the critical stage here in the development is when it's considered a fooding and, and is without being tied here. And when the year it's a sign is based upon when it sprouts. We'll see the definition of that. Produce and olives is when it grows to one third of the maturity. So meaning if it grew to a third before Rosh Hashanah, it's the previous year. If it grew to a third after Rosh Hashanah, it's to the next year. So the Gemara says, what does it mean that the fenugreek here, we're calling out the fenugreek of when it sprouts. What in the world does that mean? So the Gemara says, it means it sprouts seeds. Meaning, it doesn't mean sprouts out of the ground. It means it's reached the stage 
that there are seeds that have already spread, that are already developed inside of it. And why is that an important point? Because that means that it's considered to be a mature thing on its own. And what is that? It's around the third. That's the key. So why doesn't it just say a third of its growth? Not sure. But the way that it's saying that it's mature enough, that it's considered grown, is that normally we just say, oh, it's a third of its growth. Here we say it's reached the critical stage of its development. It's like the equivalent of a third in the fenugreek is Misha Tismach when it sprouts the seeds inside of it. Okay. Now the Gemara wants to know, how do we know this? This is a very important halacha. Why do I say very important? Because this is Nogeta Daraisa. These are Daraisa that you have to take off Trimas and Maestros. The only things, Dagan Terich Vietza. And we're saying that a third of its growth, that's when it's assigned to, whatever, whatever, whichever year it grew a third. So we really want to know this. Where is the source in the Torah? The Torah is talking here about Hakel. It says, when did the king read Hakel? At the end of seven years, after Shemitah, during Shemitah, at the Chag at the So it's very strange. It's after Shemitah and it's during Shemitah. What does that mean? Right? So we say, If it's during the Shemitah year, how could it be... Um, how could it be Sukkah Shemitah? It was already into the eighth year. What's going on? It can't be after the seventh year and still be Shemitah when it's Sukkah, right? It can't be after and during the Shemitah at the same time. It's a real drasha. We're talking about like mamish, a random din that we take out from here. Any grain which was a third mature before, before Rosh Hashanah and after the end of Shemitah, meaning Shemitah's ending, it's the very end. Any grain which is growing and has reached a third of its maturity before Rosh Hashanah, you have to treat it with the din of Shemitah year even during the eighth year. Meaning the Torah is saying, even if you only harvest it in the eighth year, even if you only go to pick it later in the eighth year, it's still going to be shy to the restrictions of Shemitah. Why would it be that way? Because it grew during the Shemitah year. Because it reached its maturity during the Shemitah year. So how do we know that it's a third? And how do we know that, it, how do we see anything from that from the Pasuk? All we see from the Pasuk is, all we should take away is that there's something that, that grew during the Shemitah year and even though now it's the eighth year and you actually go to take it, it's still the year of Shemitah. Meaning that's the drush. We're taking something out of context. The Pasuk is saying you do Hakel in, in, in Sukkot of the eighth year. But the Torah still calls it the year of Shemitah. What does that mean it's the year of Shemitah? It means that there is shy to go out now Sukkot time of the eighth year cut something from the ground and still have Kedusha Shviyas. What do you mean? I cut it in the eighth year. The Teretz is, but if I cut it by Sukkot in the eighth year, it, it must have reached its maturity, a third of its growth during Shemitah, and therefore it's Chal and it the Kedusha of Shviyas. That's what we're saying. So we're saying if you cut it Sukkot's time, it must have reached a third of its growth before, and that determines that it's going to have Kedusha Shviyas. So the Gemara doesn't buy this, because the Gemara says, Maybe we're talking about that it didn't ripen Bechlal before Rosh Hashanah. Meaning, maybe the Torah is just saying that the dinam of Shemitah continued. Maybe the Pasuk is just saying, you know what? Shemitah goes to Sukkot. Pasuk is just saying, Shemitah goes to Sukkot. So even though the seventh year is over, the Torah is telling me that the dinam of Shemitah continued. How do you know that, that to say that even though it's not Shemitah year, but if I harvest it now, it has Kedusha Shviyas because it grew during the Shemitah. Maybe the Pasuk is just simply saying that the dinam of Shemitah continued. How do you know? Maybe you got the drusher wrong. So Lugmar says, That's not what's going on. It says that Sukkot is the Chaga Asif, the time you gather in. At the end of the year. My Asif. What does the Pasuk mean that Sukkot is when you gather? It's just describing that Sukkot comes at the time that you gather in your stuff, at the time of the harvest. That's redundant. We already know that. It says when you gather in. We know that Sukkot is at the time you gather in. What does it mean? It's Chaga Asif. My Asif. Cuts here. It means harvesting. What does that mean? It's saying that whatever you harvest on Sukkot, it's Pitseis Hashanah. It should be assigned to the previous year. 
Whatever your ma'asef, we're translating what your ma'asef, or whatever your kaitzah, whatever you cut down on sukkis, it should be assigned in the laws of Miser to the previous year. Chag ha'asef, whatever you harvest on sukkis, b'tseis hashana. It has the din of Miser to the previous year. Very interesting drasha. Chag ha'asef, what you, what you cut now, sukkis, b'tseis hashana, is, yes, is, is, is last year's Miser. V'kim luhu the rabbonin, and the rabbis just know the anything that you're harvesting on Sukkot, when did it mature? When did it turn a third ripe? It certainly did not grow that much between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. It's two weeks' time. Certainly it was at least a third ripe before Rosh Hashanah. But Kagarlov is saying it's the close of the year, meaning that it's Shaykh and the laws of Meisr to the previous year. So bottom line is, what are we coming out with? We have a drasha. The Pasuk is saying, what you harvest on Sukkot is Shaykh and the laws of Trumas and Meisr's to last year. Chag Asif, it's B'tzei Sashana, to last year. The rabbis know, we got to trust the rabbis in this, we'll see tomorrow that it's a big hack, that we're going to trust the rabbis that if you're harvesting on Sukkot time, fully ripe things, it was a third developed on Rosh Hashanah. And that's our source, that Chag Asif, B'tzei Sashana, that the law is assigned based upon when it was Yaviyah Shlish. Not when it's grown, not when it's fully developed, not when it's harvested, but when it grew a third. Because if it says Chag Asif, B'tzei Sashana, so the year of Meisr is determined by when you cut by Ansukis, by when it grew before Rosh Hashanah. So, 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 so,